All right. Justin's giggle signals. It's time to go live. <laughs> All right. Howdy, folks. I got something to say real quick. Tide Pods, Russia, Robert Mueller. Uh, what else were we not allowed to talk about while we were casting? <laughs> Prison. Prison. Prison stories. Drug use. All that stuff is on the table tonight. Welcome back to the Fun and Interactive Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit since, you know, we were able to hit some taboo things, I guess. It has been. I did get away with saying shit twice during the show, though. Yeah, you did. Specifically. Yeah, Bethesda has given me a list, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say, uh, at, to their credit, the people at ESL... Um, were very accommodating. In fact, in many ways, they tried to egg Justin and I on. Um, yeah. They were far yeah. more supportive of our shenanigans than I than I thought they would be. So yes. credit credit to them. Yes. But we were trying to be respectful to previous things that uh, we've discussed with other people. So yes, there is a list. <laughs> there is a list. <laughs> we have a very special guest on the show tonight, which I'm very excited about. Alice, welcome to the show. Thank you, but look at the tag. Yeah. yeah turns out in season two here, I've been fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good time. Right. You, can, you can be the guest tonight. This is, uh, this is where we showcase the power of modern technology where I can, I can go, oh, oh. Now Justin is just strictly fun and interactive. Look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh my god. There's this delay, Chad, so like I'm just now seeing this and I love it. Actually, I'm much more attractive when my face is covered up like that, so if you wouldn't mind just keeping it like that, that would be sweet. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll cover your I face, alright. I right. liked being Justin. <laughs> made me feel really important. Aww. <laughs> well, rest assured, like, uh, there, there's a cost to being Justin. Like, have you received hate mail from neo-Nazis? Not, not yet. Like, I'm sure I would have. Yeah, give it time. Yeah, this is your opportunity <laughs> to say the right thing. I can, I can type some stuff in chat. Just repeat what I write. No. <laughs> I don't even want to read it. I know, it's, it's not offensive, unless you're a Nazi. <laughs> I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Alright. Oh, sorry, am I quiet? <laughs> Yeah, we tried adjusting that before. That was a little bit of the hang-up. You're going to see a little bit of a thing. I can manually turn up the old user volume here. We'll give that a go. You want to say something now, Sophie? Say something now, Sophie. Oh. All right, we'll go a squidge more. Swoder, what I, what I wrote, what I said was, and this was a long time ago, but like it still comes up every now and then. As I said that Pepe the Frog is a white nationalist symbol. And I was kind of kidding. But man, the response to that was not very positive. <laughs> okay, louder? so... Maybe I just need to speak louder. Do I just yell at you? Yeah, you could just yell like you always do at me. Yeah, well, you deserve it most of the time. Every time. Every time. Alright. So... Sophie, sense, Sophie's our guest. Having a, having a technical difficulties is how we are breaking in season two of the Fun and Interactive podcast. <laughs> Listen, you're in a new house. Well, you're not in a new house right now, no, but you're I'm moving not. into a new house. I I'm there, I'm in a new house. Yeah. We're we're literally talking to somebody who's from the future. 
She she is a Kiwi. She is located oh, yeah. in a location where it is tomorrow for her. Happy, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Happy Saturday. She's here to tell us about Skynet. But seriously, though. <laughs> seems like a great opportunity to piss off the flat earth people. Like, yeah, I'm already blocked by a bunch of them. <laughs> it's nearly 3 p.m. on Saturday, so I'm like way in the future. Holy shit. <laughs> what can I say? It's not exciting. We have bad internet and that's it. Listen, <laughs> why, why don't you warn us about all of the bad things that happen? I know, and I never give you the lottery numbers. Nothing. That's it. So I, I, I'm selfish. I'm like useless as a future person. Well, speaking of the future, this <laughs> check the segue out. Next week, we have the future of the game's competitive scene <laughs> with the QuakeCon Master Series finale. Yeah, we do, but let's not jump ahead. Like, So, yeah, Sophie's our guest. Let's, <laughs> let's do this right, Justin. Let's pretend like we've done this before. <laughs> That's true. Let's let Sophie tell us who she is, tell us about herself, yeah. Uh, you know, her stream name, because there's a whole audio crowd that this is going out to that may that not know who she is or what her content is. That is true. Okay. Just going to, okay, I should have, like, written a list down and read, like, some kind of speech out. Um, I don't know. My name is Sophie. I'm from New Zealand. I stream The Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, I've been streaming it properly since about March, I think, but I had started in, like, I think maybe December, January, I'd started here and then. But March is when I found out that this community is awesome. And I started doing it more regularly. By like two, two, three times a week regularly, not like the, the amazing five-day weekends that we did. Sweet. That, that's me in terms of the legend side. But I can go into boring details about my life if that's what you would Listen, like. Listen, we can skip the boring details here at the Fun and Interactive podcast. We don't believe in fun or interactivity. So I'm going to ask hard-hitting questions right out of the gate. The things that everybody wants to know. Amazing. How hairy are your feet as a natural hobbit? Um, it's actually hideous. Like hideous. One of my mods um, always likes to call them manky hooves. And what? like... What do you call those, like, black toenails? Like, those fungal ones? It's disgusting. He brings up hobbit feet constantly. It's, like, the only thing that's ever brought up as being a New Zealand, like, streamer is hobbit feet. Fair enough. Do you use the word manky? No. I mean, I use the word manky when I'm talking about the Pokemon. Is there a Pokemon called... I'm not going to say that. There is a Pokemon called manky. Are you serious right now? (laughs) No. Um, no. I wasn't serious. I totally knew. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> See? Okay, good. No, he doesn't know either. That's fine. I don't no. know Pokemon. Yeah. It punches. It's kind of angry. It looks really good in a holofoil first edition. Oh. Get with the program. <laughs> That's sweet. Wasn't there... Didn't we make a Pokemon joke during the... No, I made a Pokemon joke and it went over your head because yeah, that was part of part of a period in your life when you weren't really paying attention. I had other things going on when Pokemon were big. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on. We're the same age. Like Pokemon were never big when we were like the appropriate age to enjoy Pokemon. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Pokemon are always big. They were born big. They will die big. Weren't we in high school when that became a thing? <laughs> Pokemon is like our generation's dinosaurs. All right, I know all the names. 
I know what they look like. I can pronounce them properly. I know the names of dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Okay, so, Master Series. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Oh, not the mama. Yeah, that dinosaur TV show is legit. I like that show. Dinosaurs TV show, fun fact, Mm. saddest ending to a comedy series I've ever seen. They just all die. I mean, you they expect really? that because it's dinosaurs, but yeah, that's what happens. They they just watch the comet come, the meteor come, oh. the the giant rock in the sky come, and then they all die. Hooray! That's pretty cool. Yeah. It sounds depressing. Have you seen the new so Jurassic Park movie? That's that fucking depressing. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Se- also, second fun fact of the night, and we're barely even into the show. Uh, I read the other day that they're thinking about bringing back Alf, the TV series. And to me, that's the second most depressing ending to a comedy series because uh, Alf decides to, like, for the sake of the family he hung out with, go with the government authorities. And it's heavily implied that they're basically going to dissect him. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. I miss that puppet thingy. Dude, that's what he gets for eating all those cats. Yeah. Listen, he was ahead of his time. He was a pussy eater before it was a big deal. When was it not a big deal? There's a lot of people that don't get uh they get jammed up with the clam, all right? They're not they're not on that wavelength. <laughs> so here in season 2, one of the things we're dedicating ourselves towards is higher quality content, and I hope we're <laughs> delivering tonight. <laughs> Did you see that we have a gauntlet coming up this weekend? Did that even get announced? It was just there. <laughs> it's funny you say that. No. It's just there. <laughs> yeah. Stop right there, Justin. Don't say anything. Here in season I two, we're myself. we're gonna we're gonna see how far Justin can go without breaking an NDA. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't announced, but it's definitely there. It's the power surge gauntlet, uh, the Thanos gauntlet, as I like to call it, because, you know, it's a big surging gauntlet. Snap your fingers. That makes sense. I'm really excited about it. This, this lets you play aggro starting with five at your bottom of your curve. You get to play all the cool cards that I, I'm trying desperately to play all the time. I'm assuming it's just a greed fest, right? Like the entire thing, right? No, well, my actually, my experience last time with this was that I just kept losing to actual aggro decks. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it could be different this time. We haven't had Morrowind with this before. I have to imagine that somebody who can think quickly with do math quickly is just going to absolutely dominate with a Telvani Uprising deck. Someone who can do math quickly. Yeah, that's not like, me. Huh? half the player base it feels like at the moment with these combos yeah you know that's something i've been thinking about actually with legends is that like it feels like and and i noticed this with hearthstone like after a point it became like the decks become about how can you do your your kitschy thing how can you do your your broken thing like and, and the first time i noticed this really with with legends was the decks that revolved around um, Gardener of Swords, and then it became things that revolved around Unstoppable Rage, and now it seems like every really successful deck has, like, a power play, and it's not just like a, uh, a, a I mean, and to be fair, like, old decks were just piles of, like, vaguely synergistic cards, but, like, now it's like, decks are waiting to hit their power play moment, their, their, their big thing, instead of just, like, 
grinding out advantages incrementally. I, that's something I've been thinking about lately. Do you think that gives them a, a bit of a weakness, though? Like, if that's like their only win condition and someone destroys it, and they haven't built up anything in the background. I mean, you you'd think, think so. For that as well? it, it's possible. But because there's such limited interaction with cards that aren't on the board, like, unless you, your deck defeats itself by just, like, not drawing the pieces you need, eh, you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's potentially the case with the current combo because it just wins. But going back to what you were saying with, like, Unstoppable Rage, while that could win you the game, it didn't always win you the game, right? It was just a big, no. powerful play. And in many ways, I almost kind of like that there are a few decks in that mold because it gives you an opportunity to showcase player skill, right? If if both you and I are not necessarily playing OTK decks, right? But we're playing decks that have, like, known synergies and big, powerful plays then the person who navigates it the best, plays it around it the best, forces the other person to maybe do something with uh, less than stellar results, right? Like I make you force, uh, or I force you to like use rage on a lethal creature just to survive as opposed to a big swing or something, right? Um, I don't know. I think that that has an opportunity to showcase player skill. Yeah, that's that's possible. I'm having a hard time thinking through this because I'm gonna I'm going to be honest. I'm still mentally back at when I said snap your fingers, and I've realized that I want to make a video montage of Thanos clips, but set to T-Pain's snap your fingers, do your step. And uh, I was kind of working that through in my head, I'm not going to lie. How much overlap is there between people who understand both points of reference? I mean, like I do, but I mean... I would, I'm going to go ahead and say everybody in our chat, because they're all cool cats. Oh, I don't think me being cool has anything to do with me understanding what you're talking about. <laughs> Darkologist says, does it though, can people see the skill? I think that you can. I, I Specifically using the Rage example, right? Uh, Unstoppable Rage was a bit of a boogeyman when it was released, and obviously there was a lot of uh, hate for it. And even today you'll still see some <laughs> Rage posts. There's your first dad pun of the night that come up, but you can, you know, identify ways to properly play around it. You fight for field lane. Uh, you, you don't force yourself into a scenario where you have to contest large things with multiple smaller bodies. Um, you don't necessarily have to flood the board. In many ways, it's similar to playing around Ice Storm. You know, sometimes just two medium-sized threats are enough to continue to push the game towards its end point, towards its goal, without overcommitting to a lane. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be times where you do just lose to, to rage, you know, somebody plays something, you don't have an answer, but the, yeah. the truth is that exists in a lot of games. Like I've lost a lot of games because somebody played goblin skulk and I didn't have an answer. I've lost a lot of games because somebody played undying dragon and I didn't have an yeah. answer. So you're not wrong about, you're not wrong about unstoppable rage, except unstoppable rage is no longer anywhere near good enough. <laughs> well, sure. But I'm, I'm trying to use that as that example, right? So, you know, right. taking that forward, we have... Uh, decks that are still entirely based on big, powerful plays, right? Big value events, whether that's necromancer abuse, uprising, you know, conscription. Yeah. There, there are these, it's just like you said, these key moments in games. And I think that the people who uh, plan for those key moments the best 
that's where you you showcase uh, a little bit of the skill. Again, does it mean that you can do it every time? Does it mean that I can always play around conscription? No, it's it's a card game. There's variants, but um, I think that the really good players, the top end players, have identified the ways to target a lot of those decks, and that's why we do see the meta diversity. You know, outside of Telvani, the meta diversity that we do. You think that uh, cards like conscription and uh and uprising these are more skill in intensive cards than a game where uh like when it's open beta we have no additional cards pre uh madhouse where you have to fight for incremental advantage where you're where you're battling for the field lane half the game i mean i'm gonna be honest i don't remember that from open beta you know what i want to i remember open beta just being burn and pillage and then it was mage and then it was like action assassin for a bit like we didn't really see the incremental advantage thing until the rise of uh, the atromancer meta and then atromancer was just the in my opinion that was the conscription deck of the time you played a lot of early value and then you tried to win with atromancer at the end that's that's just conscription today how long was open beta like when was, that was like two years ago right yeah, uh, it was yeah. August of 2016. To, yeah, to March, long, like, March of 2017. Yeah, and closed beta was like nine months prior to that. It's not. It's not a long time, really. No, but it was the free, it was the only time like that there was no other content. I mean, actually, Madhouse came out during close, open beta, so there was that halfway through. And so that was going all the way through until like March of last year. Yeah, it really didn't get. Um, what I'm talking about with cards having their powerful like signature move though didn't really, didn't really hit until Gardener Swords was like the prototype for this. Whether there was Gardener Swords, Battle Mage, Mage, and Sorcerer, they were all really good at like this was this was their ful the fulcrum of the entire deck, and then Stoppable Rage in I don't know when Dark Brotherhood came out. Yeah, I mean we we saw a little bit so. Like, the original combo decks, if you will, from open beta were Merrick. Yeah. Right? Whether it was the Atromancer combo or the actual Merrick combo and then Whisperators. But the problem was, back in open beta, there wasn't nearly enough draw options right. at the time to make those consistent. So they were, you know, right. widely considered memes. And now... Um, I mean, now those decks still aren't aren't good enough, but it's just so interesting that we went from having almost no draw options to make combos consistent to now I have to figure out which draw options I want to cut. <laughs> yeah, I am concerned about that. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the card pool as it stands sort of negates all of the downside of running a 75-card deck over a 50-card deck. What do you think, Sophie? Don't think you're dodging this. I want to know what your favorite combo is. I don't... I'm, I'm bad with combos. Like, for me, the stuff that I always end up playing is, like, aggro and, like, potentially mid-range. And it's it's often, I guess, um, not just a lack of experience, but a lack of, like, self-confidence. Like, when you're trying to go for those combos that are coming through, you've got to, like... It's the myth. And thinking in advance about what cards you're trying to pull and things, I struggle with that. So I tend to avoid it. It's my goals coming up to try my best to to branch out into some of those those things because they look so much fun. I just have to um, just try it and stop just trying to smash later with aggro decks. You know, 
it's interesting because I really enjoy camo decks and I'd like to play them more, but a lot of the legends I've been playing are on my breaks at work lately. Exactly. And I, I can't play a lot of them on mobile, right? In my time allotment. Like, I've been playing a lot of aggro in the last two months, largely because I'm on mobile trying to play my games in 15 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I play more than, more than anything else in this game. I play on my commute to and from work and on my lunch break at work. And so I'm sitting on the train. I know that I can generally get three games in on the way there and three games in on the way out. And so if I'm playing aggro or midrange, it's fine. I took a screenshot the other day of like my like win history and I'd had seven games on it. And there were three that were on my commute to work and three on the way back. And there was one game in the middle, which is when I tried to play Tribune and it took my entire lunch break. It was like 40 minutes for the game or something. And it was, and so I just can't do it. I'd end up playing like two games a day. Can't climb. For me, anyway. I feel like different, I, my approach to the ladder is sort of like different on different parts of the season. Like in the early, in the first like week when we're all grouped around rank five and like some of us are going to end up legend 10 and some of us are going to end up legend 2500 (laughs) (laughs) like i i play the better memeier control decks but like halfway through the season like i hit my stride where like i have the opportunity to play the decks that are aiming for a 45 minute game if my opponent never concedes and stuff like that and that's that's my bread that's my uh favorite time of the season last week of the season too last two or three days in particular you also have the same kind of tendency for people to play the, you know the better decks which is totally fine but because i'm intentionally not playing the best decks <laughs> i like that that middle middle part of the season I know. Nicole I queen says she wants as fast as possible this season and then yeah. and then i can play around i want to learn arena arena's my focus this season arena's great yeah. arena's not as good as it was before morrowind dropped i will definitely say that I just but, think it will help with understanding cards and how to, like, I yeah. think it will help with deck building. No, I, I totally agree. If I have exposure to more. I completely agree. Like, half of the ideas I have for something new are because of games in solo or versus arena where I was playing with a card that I never really spent a lot of time looking at and had a really great experience with it. And I'm like, how can I translate that experience to versus uh, on the ladder? I think arena is, like, the, the ultimate deck building, like, uh like boot camp really yeah and that's that's what i'm excited i want to do more of like i i don't do well in arena when i do play it because i am so inexperienced but like i always enjoy it um but then i start panicking too much about my ladder so if i can get to legend as soon as possible then i can just kind of i don't know concentrate on arena and try and learn some more spend more time on stream with it that's fair you know i there's a comment in chat that i think i need to draw charmer's attention to uh, Nickel Queen writes, I just want Mid-Sorcerer back. What, what are your I thoughts on that? Sorcerer. It never left. There we go. It did leave a little bit. No. I knew that's what, I knew Listen, that's what you just because people have lost faith in it doesn't mean that it's still not watching over all of us. I love Hold that on. deck. I know what you're no, really You left one card in that deck. No, no, no. I, I've been playing Mid-Sorcerer since long before Worm King Agent was printed i have i have yeah i have more time on mid sorcerer than any other archetype like far and away um 
you know, even going back to open beta, I was playing it really heavy. It's it just fits yeah. my it fits my playstyle. I just think it fits my playstyle even more now because before it used to be what I would consider curve mid range. Um, and now there are enough tools that have been printed where you can play it like what I call pivot mid range, and that's a mid range deck that starts defensively and then pivots. So uh, a good a good example of another pivot mid range deck would be like Justin's uh, Crusader, right? His mid Crusader that starts defensively and then pivots with Dawnstar healers and things, and then goes on the offensive. Um, yeah. Sorcerer never had those tools, but with the addition of things like Worm King Agent, like Barrow Stalker. Um, a few other tools it it can play more like that and that's the play style i prefer but um uh, magister helped that a lot with morrowind in my opinion as well um i'm 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 a fan it's uh last last two months like i said i've been playing a lot of like aggressive decks and mid-range decks because i have to play on lunch last two months i'm still carrying like a 70 plus win rate with it I understand that I'm not like a hundred percent at the top of the ladder, but it's more than competitive enough, in my opinion. Alindria writes, "Mid Battle Mage does that best." Um, Mid Battle Mage is really good at closing out games when it decides to switch over, but uh, Mid Sorcerer, I think, is much more effective at being aggressive if the situation demands it. What's your favorite lunchtime deck? Both of you. Warrior. <laughs> uh, my favorite would be. Warrior. Yeah, my my favorite would be mid sorcerer, and lately post patch, a very close second is goblins. Of of a couple of different variations, goblin archer, uh, aka the mat version, and uh, there's a monk version I'm toying around with as well. I, like Dude, I was playing. I've been playing a lot more monk. Is it uh, Monk Strike Monk? No. Oh. No. Just like, there was a list that Ian Bits gave me ages ago, just like a mid-monk um, with Harfingers and a whole bunch of other stuff in it that I really like. And then I've been trying my best to make a um, Soul Rest Monk that's good. That's not really happening, but like, <laughs> I'm trying and I'll continue to try because Soul Rest needs to be like mediocre again. Sorry, there's a cat here that's arrived and it's not my cat and I'm a little bit confused. It's not your cat? <laughs> no. I'll just ignore it. Alright. So, real quick question. Yeah. Before we went live, I mentioned that uh, my dog was sleeping and sometimes it sounds like a lawnmower. Is, is anyone able to hear this, this absolute unit at my feet snoring? I'll go quiet for a minute. No. I cannot hear any snoring. All right, good. Because it's really loud here in my room. <laughs> right on. No, okay, so I was on lunch break yesterday. Just minding my own business. Hopping on the ladder with this really uh, RNG-heavy Telvani altar deck. And I ran into Warrior 7. <laughs> <laughs> And this dude. And to be fair, we were both fire, cruel fire blooming um, Balmor spy masters at each other left and right. I, I hate everything you stand for. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you all could make it to the last ever fun and interactive podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, I, I I had I had done my job well in that I had 
turn my Balmore Spymaster into a Devaith Fear who had cloned himself twice. And uh, I had like almost 40 power on the board. He cruel fire blooms his Balmora spy master. It gets Marak, steals one of my creatures, and then unites the houses. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's that's how amazing. I play on my lunch break. <laughs> it must be nice to have real lunches. You don't know what my lunch break is. My yeah. lunch break is I eat a protein bar. I take a walk outside around my building, and I try to play yeah. one. If I'm lucky, two games of Legends when I walk, and then I go back to work. It's like five minutes longer than the breaks we get when we're broadcasting. Yeah, that's fair. This sounds like a nice break. I don't often really get them. Like, just have to sit at my desk and eat. That's how depressing my job is. Yeah, you should stop that. What do you do Working? for a living? What do I do for a living? I'm a stockbroker. <laughs> that's just sounds really strange but that's what i do but not like the cool type who like build your portfolio and give you lots of advice about things to like mm -hmm. buy and how to become rich i'm like the the person that sits at the screen and processes like orders so i just have like refreshing screens of orders all day and i just sit there buying and selling and buying and selling and that's it all right so what, what kind of stocks are big in new zealand like uh we have a whole, like, we've got our own exchange, right? So it's like, <laughs> so we don't just like, I trade a little bit on the US, but largely New Zealand and Australia. Whatever companies are into selling second breakfast, that's the one that's doing well in New Zealand. Oh man. Was that a Kiwi accent? No. No, gods no. I can't that do accents. That was him trying. It was. That was an attempt. There, that wasn't an attempt. I can't do it. I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't know where to start. You just don't say any of your R's. That's why I call so you So it's a, it's a Boston accent? Kind of, but not. <laughs> and then kind of Australian, but like, think Australian, but like... So it's a like Australian. I understand now. <laughs> You're a Australian who is also the wolf of Wall Street, even though you can't do math. Everything has clicked for huh. me. I can do, like, I have, okay, I have a finance degree, like, that's what my degree is in, is finance and economics. I can do math. I just can't do, like, lethal math. Like, I, <laughs> like, I would sit at work all day and work out percentages, and I'll be trading average prices over the whole day. I'll be, like, playing around with algorithms to get it so that I'm doing it better than what the computer's doing. And then I come home, and I get on stream, and I'm trying to count whether or not I've got lethal, and I'm using my hands to do seven and four, and I can't work it out. Like it, it, it stopped. Lethal math sounds like the like the movie that <laughs> the movie that Donald uh, Danny Glover makes. Yeah. When he's, ready to, when he's like dressing like the university professor that appears in like as the guest it's, role. In a lot of it's it's James movies. Edward Olmos starring in. Starring Jason. <laughs> In a world where one math stands alone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my dog is progressively getting louder. This is going to be the, the fun and snoring podcast soon. Oh, That's no. Ian's just found out I have that finance degree. Ian's tried to teach me to count in games so many times. 
Listen, I will tell you this, though. The mental fatigue thing is real. As somebody who works some pretty long days sometimes, sometimes multiple jobs, and then, like, deals with kids and does whatever long before I ever go live, there are definitely days where... I, I'm not I'm not even looking for lethal when I'm playing this game. I'm just like, oh, I'm fighting stuff on the board. I guess I could have won that turn. Oh well. I'll you Dude, know. Doesn't matter how mentally sharp I am at any given time, I'm not concerned about lethal. <laughs> well yeah, I, I know you're not. But when you're doing your, your like video production, you don't have half of these people popping up like saying, You miss lethal, you've missed lethal, you've missed oh, lethal. No. Look, the secret to the <laughs> Part of the reason that I'm still able to approach this game with such incredible joy every day is that I don't stream. <laughs> I've done it like 10 times. It was cool. I'll do it again next time there's some kind of preview of it. I even upgraded the internet in my house so that like I could I could start streaming. And then I streamed a few times and I realized how incredibly fucking exhausting it is. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm good. Yeah. It's the only reason why I well, like I only stream two to three times a week is one because I can't with work and you know trying to have a real life at the same time, but it's it's so tiring. I don't know how people do those like twelve hour, twenty four hour streams. I get sick of my voice after a couple and I have to leave. I I, I mean I thought like that a twenty four hour stream if I could find a way to like funnel money to a charity would be something I'd be willing to do once. I but, lose my mind. Yeah, beyond that. Turquoise Link says, streaming way more fun than YouTube. Uh, I gotta disagree with you, man. I gotta disagree with you. I, th I think that YouTube's a lot of fun. So, trying to tie this into actual, like, current events, right? Thinking yeah. ahead to the Master Series. Yeah. We know mental fatigue is a thing. Um, how do you think the travel is going to impact potential players, right? I don't know if you guys saw the really cool graphic that got tweeted out, but there are going to be representatives from a large number of different countries all around the world. They're going to be traveling in some cases, like, you know, you think about Turquoise Link, right? Uh, basically days just to get to QuakeCon to then compete. Do you think that that's going to impact people? I mean, you're not going to be rested. Um, you're, you're not going to have the comfort of like getting a good night's rest in your own bed, things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, how do you think that's going to factor in potentially? I think that the travel is going to play a huge part in uh, how everybody performs in the tournament. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, look, Lincoln is saying in chat, he has 32 hours of travel to get there. That's completely insane. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, I mean, that's kind of why I mention it, right? It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing to consider because, you know, some people might have to go a couple of hours if they're here in the States. Um, yeah. and, and I'll be honest, like even that's, uh, tiring, I guess I'm trying to think about my experiences from us traveling for the broadcast, right? I wasn't yeah. even trying to play the game. I mean, obviously we're trying to cover the game and pay attention to it and whatever, but yeah. you know, that, that travel was, certainly fatiguing it wore me down i was a zombie at work on mondays uh, every time i came back so i was trying yeah. to imagine a scenario where i was traveling in a similar fashion and then was going to go compete in a card game like i i can't say that i wouldn't have been affected by that how long did i arrive before it 
Like, do they have a day at least, or are they just like arriving I, the night before? I, I actually don't arrive. know. I think everyone arrives on Tuesday, but I could be mistaken. We arrive yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, well, you know what? We're arriving on Tuesday, though, for rehearsal, Justin. I think they might be arriving on Wednesday and then competing Thursday and Friday. But again, I don't know. ESL's t the one who's handling it all. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know. I don't know. I don't know what I, I, don't know, what I know. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, I mean, I've gotten too many conversations and I can't remember what yeah. I'm allowed to talk about. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let's put it this way. Even if they do arrive early, right? Like, let's say they show up early. Like yeah. jet lag still a thing, you know, I don't, I can't speak for other people, but sometimes I don't always sleep well in hotels because, you know, it's a strange place, a strange bed. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to think of like all the things that would potentially throw somebody off your game, especially if you're used to playing this either from yeah. the comfort of your own home or, you know, in a nice controlled setting. Well, it raises some other interesting questions too, right? Like, do you want to be practicing like playing games doing scrimmages basically up until the day before the night before the hour before or do you, you start, need you like doubting everything you start right, I mean, guessing stuff that you've you've taken with you last minute past, changes be awful exactly past a certain point there has to be some level of strategic fatigue right like where everything starts to blend together a little bit i don't know i think it depends on the player sometimes i personally suffer from uh, paralysis by analysis. Some of the best magic tournament performances I've ever had were nights where I basically spent the entire night testing before, took like a four hour nap, woke up, went straight to the tournament, and I was just functioning on autopilot from all the stuff I'd practiced the night before, and then I wasn't overthinking it, right? Like I was just going through, like, this is what I know, and I, I would do really well in those tournaments. Um, it's like I would liken it to playing blackjack, right? You you play blackjack, you stick to the book or whatever your routine is. And the minute you start going off routine and start overthinking it, that's usually when you open yourself up to error. Um, right. So I don't know. It's tough. I imagine that everybody has like every, all the you know, the 16 participants are, have their own like set way of doing this. You know, some of them are members of teams. I'm sure that they have people on the team that they are constantly consulting with to uh, maximize their efficacy come tournament day itself. But it's one of those things that when everybody gets together in Texas, I'm, I'm very eager to ask everybody how they prepared and you know what their travel experience was like and like honestly how they feel it impacted them. Because like you said, I think that everybody's experience is going to be a little bit different. Some people have a little bit more you know, hypervigilance about themselves and are going to be able to maintain after two hours if they have a mission in front of them. And some people are going to need that sleep beforehand and that, that downtime from the game. Dave Modi says, people are better at creative thinking when tired, but crappy at organization, generally speaking. Interesting. If, if Sophie were traveling, what would be her routine? Right? Put put yourself uh, in the shoes of a competitor. Yeah. If you're traveling, you're preparing for a tournament, how are you doing it? I wouldn't be um, practicing right up until the point, that's for sure. The reason being is that because I'm so... Um, I second guess everything that I do, that what I would be likely to do is have my lists really prepared, really well thought out, and then the night before while playing just go, oh crap, no, it's not working, I'm swapping to this. And I'd swap to something else, and it would just be a terrible decision. So I'd be like, 
avoiding it once I was like on the plane and once I'd arrived and done everything. I'd be definitely trying to um, play against the, as many people as I could, but I'd want to stay off ladder because yeah. people can see what you're doing. So I guess you just play against your friends. Yeah, I think that's one of the huge benefits then to, to being part of one of these, you know, scrimmage groups, one of these teams, is you have somebody, you have a, a consistent group of people who are going to be able to run against the decks you need to practice against and uh, that you can then talk to about the experience afterwards. It doesn't have to be a team, though. When you've got a community like this, anyone has those resources available, right? Yeah, if anybody wants to practice their tournament decks against my singleton decks, I am more than willing to help you get ready for QuakeCon. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're not uh, like practicing up to the minute of, or you're not trying to overdo it, are you are you doing stuff like going to Wakano? <laughs> you know, we haven't talked anything about like the behind the scenes experience we had doing the casting. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't. What word did you just use? Like, I speak English, don't get me wrong, but, like... Yeah. Wakano. I was try trying to use your native Hobbiton language. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, we, we stayed at the same hotel. <laughs> Wakano watches over us. <laughs> oh. yeah. One Wakano to rule them all. Yeah, we, uh, we stayed at the same hotel all four weekends, and... Uh, we were a block away from this, like, really busy, like, commercial district. Uh, shops and uh, touristy, like, kitschy restaurants. And um, there was this giant corner, you know, giant corner restaurant called Wok Kano. Like, a portmanteau of Volcano and, like, Wok. It was an Asian restaurant. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm kind of happy. I feel like I shouldn't have known that word, so I'm glad that I didn't understand. No, it. there's no reason to know what that word is. Okay. Um, by the way, I got to give Ray Ray Barker a shout out for writing Singleton and Ready to Mingleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, volcano. Yeah, uh, we have pictures too of volcano. But yeah, so we went there one time. It was good. I liked it. It was good. So did I you ordered... ask if part of my prep would be arriving and going to Volcano specifically? Well, yeah. yeah. Or any Maybe. other, like, like let's be honest. It, in America, if you don't go to a restaurant that's supposed to be ethnic food but is actually not ethnic food but just, like, also that's... degrades their culture and <laughs> horribly commercializes it, then I don't even know what you're doing in America. That's like, how it works. That's how like, it works. You do that, you go to like KFC and order a double down or you go to Taco Bell and order anything. Um, there's just certain things yeah. you have to do while you're here. The Taco Bell menu, those 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 aren't even real words. <laughs> no. I've still never had it. Every time I'm in the States, I always think to myself, I really want to try Taco Bell and I just never oh, do. I no. just like avoid it. But I yeah, want to try it one day. No, it's fucking atrocious. <laughs> but you have to. How can you go through your entire life and still say like, you know, I, I've never had Taco Bell? Well, the good news is, is if you never do, your life will be longer, and so you have more <laughs> opportunity to ask yourself this question. I have a coworker who used to call Taco Bell the great equalizer. He said if you eat Taco Bell when you are healthy, it makes you ill, but when you are drunk and or sick, if you eat Taco Bell, it makes you feel better. He said it was the great equalizer, and I cannot argue against it. Yeah, I, haven't, I have not actually eaten, I don't think I've eaten Taco Bell since I got sober. 
Yeah. Uh, somebody in chat asked what the double down is. The double down was a sandwich, and I use that term loosely, uh, offered by KFC where the breading was just two extra pieces of meat on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. That's still a thing in New Zealand. Yeah. The double down is still around. Just That's like awesome. um, it's not on the actual menu, but Arby's has a secret menu, at least around here locally. And if you go there, you can order a sandwich called the Meat Mountain. And it's literally a sandwich where they put every piece of meat that they offer at Arby's on for you. Um, that's fun. Great. <laughs> Aren't you both vegetarian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> I just got so confused. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't always, you know. Listen, yeah. I, I ate enough meat for like three people. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. That um, was actually... have, you, have you been to, have you guys been, like, I don't know where you are. I'm so bad at the States, but you guys been to Texas? So it's like, is yeah, I've been to Texas. I have yeah. never been to Texas. Yeah. So you've you got to have Whataburger. That's oh, I've eaten the one thing. I went, I went like three times. They have them in, uh, there. where did I, actually, it might've been in Texas. Cause I went to Texas like when I was 19. I think I probably ate there. Yeah. I remember I was getting off the highway and we stopped at a Whataburger. That's where it was. Yeah. And Whataburger is great. It was it was like my favorite part about Texas. No, that's not true. The convention was really cool, but what Whataburger is is where it's at. I don't remember. I was shout out for Whataburger in chat. <laughs> that's how good it is. Malibu Barbas says my brother worked at a sandwich shop, and when he got bored, he would try to convince drunk college students to eat a sandwich with tuna and hot sauce. That doesn't sound so Ooh. bad. That's I uh, a good I'm friend of mine's brother like purposely would seek that out like whenever we would go to subway he's somebody that i used to play magic with right so we'd go to these big like day-long tournaments and then we'd go to like subway when we were done because everybody was hungry and he would order a foot long and he would usually order like something that had meat but then he would do double meat and the second piece of meat was always tuna and then he would heap on like jalapenos and banana peppers and then he would ask uh for like hot sauce and like that yeah. was his go-to sub every time. I I mean I still eat a lot of sub sandwiches. Like it's just like a sub sandwich without meat can still be like really tasty. It's just like a salad with bread. Yeah, I have a feeling That's, it would just make me want the meat. So salads are good, bread's good, it's all good. <laughs> the J is unsilent. I don't know what that means. Jalapenos. That's what he means. Jalapenos. No, jalapenos. You've got to say. No, around here it's jalapenos. No. There, there's jalapenos and there's jalapenos. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know what I'm doing here. Like the best thing to do is to go to your local restaurant and tell them you want a chicken fajita. <laughs> I'm going to an all-you-can-eat like barbecue meat place for dinner tonight, and I was worried about bringing it up with you two vegetarians, but now I see it. It's fine. Oh, no, you're fine. Look, meat's delicious. It's not why I don't eat it. <laughs> I've never been to this and, place. Husband's good. And, and I don't care that people eat it. Like, Yeah, that, same that, That's on them. Yeah. It's totally cool with me. Yeah, you, you do you. <laughs> Ray Ray's trying to bring us back to the subject. What decks are we expecting to perform while at QuakeCon? <laughs> Telvani? Telvani Uprising Nixox? 
I'm going to go against that, Justin, and say I don't think Telvani is going to perform well at all. Probably because it gets banned every Because round. it will be banned every round. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. The backup answer to that is it kind of depends, right? Like, I expect there actually to, actually to be a really healthy mix of aggro decks, mid-range decks, and control decks with combo kind of kills in them. Um, I think that what we saw in the qualifiers is going to be reflected again at QuakeCon, where there's going to be a diversity of decks based on what the individual player is most comfortable with. I mean, like, for all the, like, shit we give Legends about, like, uh, you know, that Legends receives about broken cards and unbalanced cards and stuff like that, like, Legends is an exceptionally well-balanced card game. And, like, certain strategies are more powerful than others, but these are some of the top players in the world, and, like, you put a deck that they're familiar with and comfortable with in their hands, and they're probably going to perform more, you know, more effectively than they would with what is uh, maybe kind of, like, regarded as the best deck whatever that means yeah i mean i'll say this when you look at the four qualifiers for the master series and then the the variations in the kinds of decks that we saw yeah there was far more diversity in all of those decks than i have ever seen in any hearthstone event i've ever watched yeah and if i'm being honest probably more than most magic events um, you go into oh, like yeah. some of the older Wait. modern stuff or whatever, where it was a little wide open. You can see a lot of uh, different decks there, but magic's hard to judge because it's one deck with a sideboard. But like when you talk about, you know, Hearthstone events and the lists you see there and then compare it to Legends, Legends had a great representation, in my opinion, for the Master Series. And I think we're going to see a lot of different decks. Um, I want to see some pe more people bring Assassin. I think Assassin is uh, underplayed. I think that a good tempo-oriented assassin can do really well because it can go underneath control decks potentially and it can kind of tamper down some aggressive decks. I expect to see aggro. Um, I think Tribunal will be one of, if not the like second most popular control deck. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see Halalu control. Um, I expect uh, to see Dagoth control. I would expect that the next most representative control deck will be Tribunal. Uh by a million miles. I think we're going to see an evolution of the Uprising deck that we saw a couple people bring to the qualifiers. I mean, listen, my dream is to see somebody bring Halalu Control with the Ring and Amira combo. So if you're a competitor and you're listening, just go make that be a thing. Um, I, I'm looking forward. Hold on, hold I'm on, looking forward. On, Wait, stop. What does Ring of Namira combo beat? Everything once it goes off. And if you don't have the ring, you can't go off in one turn. What's your point? None of these control decks are ever going to let that happen. Sure they will. No. They just won't see it coming. I mean, like, look. Listen, of course they will. listen, First of all, Justin, let me, let, me, let me counter with this. If no, I would have if I would have said to you... Counter 100% of the time. If I would have said to you before the yeah. Master Series... Somebody yeah. with a Dwemer deck is going to qualify. You would have laughed at me then too. So, if yeah, actually, if that can happen, I mean you're not wrong. Either. My Ring of Namira combo is entirely possible. Yeah. Shame on you, sir, for deck shaming me. I mean, look, if Ring of Namira is the fiftieth card in your weird monk control list, then maybe, <laughs> maybe. But no, no, no. Nah. 
<laughs> I do I do actually think that the wild card deck is Unite the Houses, though, and I, I hate to say something ridiculous like that, but I do believe that. People just realized that my chat has commands and I'm watching them go through. It kind of makes me giggle. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and speaking of Halalu Control, we did see somebody bring that. Uh, was it Mazaboom? Yeah, Mazaboom had one. Who brought Slay Control Halalu? Yeah. So I, that, I, that, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Halalu is entirely reasonable as a, as a control. I mean, you've got your standard willpower control. Um, yeah. for not level, not ice storm level AOE, right. But for just some basic early AOE, you've got things like Skaven Pyromancers. You can run cradle crushes if you want. Uh, you have agility so you can get some of your draw package in. Um, if you want to run a lot of like lethal, you can maybe slide in Archer's Gambit. Like I think that Halalu as a control deck actually has a lot of versatility. Um, I don't think... I think that because Halalu, since uh, Morrowind was released, was just so strongly regarded as like, hey, that's the aggro thing, that there's probably not been uh, as much of a concerted effort to find whatever the potentially optimal list would be. Um, so I, I don't know. I would like to see somebody at least give, give it a good, solid effort, good whack. I do think that the big winner in a meta where Drain Vitality is worse and there's been limited amount of time to test alternate uh, control strategies it is is conscription right yeah I think we'll see some conscription I mean I would be shocked if we didn't see at least one conscription yeah. I'm honestly surprised we didn't see more of it even in the the qualifiers I don't remember seeing it at all even once i don't i can't remember anybody in the top eight any weekend bringing a conscription list yeah i'll have to go back and look i feel like there was uh somebody that might have had one in their deck it didn't look like it was dedicated conscription and i feel like it was a game we didn't cast hmm. that's interesting on a personal level too one of the things i'm most excited about like this event is like the the time off camera when, when the the games aren't rolling and stuff is meeting all of these great players. Like these are people who I, you know, for the most part, I I'm pretty familiar with. And then the people who I'm not too, I just want to hang out with other people who like legends. Like that's one of the things I'm most excited about this experience. I think so. I'm really jealous of being so far away. The, the crew of people who are going to be there is amazing. Like all massive members of our community. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, and to be, as a fan, honestly, too, I'm looking forward to meeting Josh Utter Layton. <laughs> oh, yeah, we that's get like, to do that, don't we? Yeah. That's that still hasn't, like, sunk in. I know. He accepted my friend request on Facebook yesterday, dude. <laughs> wow. That's so cute. Yeah, that's right. I don't think he's going to accept mine. From you I mean, I don't use Facebook, so I wouldn't send one anyway. But if I did, I don't think that he would accept mine. I think I was Facebook friends with your wife months before I was Facebook friends with you. Well, yeah, because I sign in like once a month. Yeah. Although the cross posts, all your tweets end up on this fucking page that I'm following that says, nah, for some reason. Yeah, I set that up. Supposedly, that's going to get shut down soon. Um, Facebook, I guess, is going to like stop third parties being able to post. So I don't know what I'm going to do there. But I just... If we're going to... 
change Facebook's allowing other people to post, how about we start with the fucking Russians? <laughs> it's not all Russians, Justin. Jackal says, hey, Justin, we're neighbors. We need to meet up and play. I got to ask my wife. I, I live in southeast southwest no southeast Denver now. So if you're around there, that'd be cool. I'm looking for a place to play magic. So if you know of a place, let me know. Dave Bodie says people still cross post Twitter to Facebook. I have a Google Plus page, sir. Listen, if you want to find Charmer, I make it easy to find me. I'm on a lot of platforms. I only check Twitter, but I'm on a lot of platforms. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it just post to everything? I mean, that's the way I've set it up, yeah. Like I said, I, I use Twitter primarily, and I have it cross-post stuff so that if people have a different preference, then I try to accommodate it, and then I just check in on those things, like, you know, once a month or whatever. I don't, know. I just don't think it's used very much anymore, Facebook, is it? So if they take that away from it, then no one will use it. Want no one. I don't know. I got a notification the other day that something like we thought you'd like this photo from 13 years ago or something like that. And I was like, I would not. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It's so bad. Yeah. Like, all of the stuff that I first started posting on there when I was a teenager, when I first joined and it keeps coming up in the memories. It's yeah. horrific. It's not great. It's not stuff I need to be reminded of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a MySpace. I can't log into it anymore, but I found it the other day. <laughs> I used to have MySpace and Bebo. Is Bebo with, around for you then? Not familiar with the second one, no. Hmm. Bebo sounds like the noise a robot would make if I was trying to plug something in the wrong port. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It was like a, um... It was like for, like, emos. Like well, when let me I ask had, like, Sandra. Did you ever have something hair? called Bebo? She was that more that type than me. It was something for emo kids. She says I'm digging a deeper hole. <laughs> See, Sorry, babe. I thought that that was a big thing. It was like we went, we moved on from like MSN to Bebo or MySpace. I can't remember which one came first. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really do that stuff. Social media wasn't really my thing because I wasn't very social. Hey, we got to give a shout out real quick to Shinestorm who was in chat. Shinestorm gave us the opportunity to dance the robot. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, thank you, Shinestorm, for that opportunity. I look forward to seeing what you bring to QuakeCon. I look forward to us peer pressuring CVH into doing it because if I had to do it, he needs to do it. <laughs> I got a whole list of dumb shit that I'm planning on saying and doing during ClickCon. <laughs> oh. So. Yeah. Oh, by the way, at some point tonight, too, we are going to give away a 60-pack bundle of Houses of Morrowind cards that we uh, we managed to get together for this for this very special episode. Yeah, we can start that. I'll open it up right now. So, uh, I just started it. All you have to do is type exclamation point masters in the chat. Yeah, Again, this is for the live viewers. If you're listening from the future, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's um, true. But we'll, we'll get that out of the way now so that people can get in there and then go back to uh, chat once everybody's entered. So what I was about to ask is... Yeah. 
what so obviously you know we had nurse come through right yeah. what kind of representation do you think scout is going to have with the changes to drain vitality because i still think that uh, a version of scout can be strong as far as i'm concerned any format where seven seven giant bats are a thing it has potential yeah but it's clearly not going to be the deck that it was I expect to still see some, but not nearly the representation it had. I mean, maybe we see... I don't want to put a number on it, but I think that if you're looking to bring that kind of a dark deck, you're going to first turn to Telvanni. What about you, Sophie? Well, if you're saying that it's going to first turn to Telvanni, and then everyone's saying that that's almost guaranteed that it's going to be banned, right. do you not then line up a scout that you think might take almost the same way. Like, do you not almost have two decks that are incredibly similar? Like, I understand that it's not as powerful now post-nerf, but... You know, it's funny you mention that because one of the things I keep going back to is the original Nick Sox Boogeyman was Assassin. And uh, there's a part of me that wonders if somebody's going to try to bring that back with the anticipation of the Telvanni being banned. Mm-hmm. Because you can run yeah. Uprising and Assassin, right? Like, you can still do the combo. One of the things that kind of surprised me, actually, was... Because I agree, like... I, I, I agree, Sophie. Like, that was kind of my expectation. Uh, going into the qualifiers. But, like, the number of people who brought one or the other and not both kind of blew my mind. I was saying, like, like, with Conquest, you're supposed to... Or, like, an optimal way of doing it is essentially bringing, like, four of the same deck. Yeah. We just didn't see a whole lot of that. I would say that maybe half the people who brought one brought the other, and but the other half didn't, which is kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, the people that stuck to, like, four of the same deck were, you know, Dusty Pasta. Well, I think Santos Vela kind of did it, too. Yeah, kind of. Santos Vela brought four mid-range decks that crushed aggro decks and rolled the dice against control. Dusty Pasta is what I pulled that face as as well, Dust. I didn't quite get that. <laughs> Ian Bits in chat says the original Nixox Assassin was way more reliant on Drain Vitality than any other deck in this game's history. I have to agree. It was it and um Black Eye Messenger were the only removal spells in that in that deck. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna disagree with that like i'm not saying that's going to be anywhere close to what the old one was i'm just saying that um you know if somebody was looking for things to give a go and revisit it's yeah. going to be an unexpected thing yeah absolutely. it would be something i would at least consider testing oh please don't hack me as a good point pdmax's abomination is pretty reliant on it that's a deck that like i really wanted to see uh, I really wanted to cast during the qualifiers, and never, never having it in the top eight was really disappointing. Do we know what time the broadcast starts for the Masters event? Um, I have it somewhere. Yeah, we do because CVH put it on Twitter at some point. But that is a good question. Yeah, we'll get that information to you. Pretty exciting stuff, though. 
We are so close to this. And, you know, I keep saying this, but, like, $50,000 is a huge prize pool. Like, somebody's life is going to get changed by this. By playing Elder Scrolls Legends. Like, I don't know, that just still kind of blows my mind. I know the competitive card games, competitive esports, and all that stuff has been a thing for a long time. I've never really been involved in any other game besides Legends. So, like, watching that happen to somebody I know, it's just, like, so exciting. I cannot That's wait to see it. That's the hardest part, though. Because we know so many people. Who am I supposed to be vouching for? I'm struggling with that so bad. There are so yeah. many people that I want to win out of that lineup. Yeah, and but only Shinestorm played Dwemer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good point. Yeah. All right, it's so... difficult. Like, if I want everyone to win, I'd just be disappointed for people. Well, like, I know who I want to win first and then pass that point. It's just I get confused. I mean, you can relish in the fact that everybody's going to get something. It's yeah, just some people will get more than others, but everybody's getting something out of this so yeah not to mention just like the experience right like you're gonna go fly to texas for some people that's way across the world you're gonna meet all these other people sharing this this beautiful experience with other people who who are super passionate about the exact same thing you are like i i think that that's long term in life way more valuable than the money although there's a shitload of money on the line too yeah it's a lot it's it it's an insane amount to win for a first place like first place, amazing. What is mm -hmm. the what is it from that point onwards? Like what's the winning like the prizes? Because it's like twenty for first. I both can't remember if I know and don't know if I can say. No, no, they announced it. Yeah, like, they, they, they they they've shown it before. I I feel like that sounds correct, Sophie. I feel um, like it was twenty, and then I can't remember after that point. It's quite a bit of money. But either way, it's insane. And I know that the first, like, whoever gets first, which will be Joe, is going to be amazing. They're going to be happy. Kagimusha666 writes, $50,000 fries pool equals peanuts. Guess, lol. Even Gwent has more money on the table. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still a shitload of money. Like, what do you do where $20,000 doesn't matter? <laughs> this is just the beginning of the competitive scene, like, properly right. for this game. This I mean, $20,000 doesn't pay off my student loans no i mean it doesn't pay off mine either <laughs> but like it's still it's still life-changing I mean, like yeah no, no i'm not yeah so uh to answer the question from earlier uh august 9th it's going to begin at 1 p.m central time uh august 10th it will begin at 10 a.m central time so those are your uh times for when it will begin because it's a two-day event And I put a link in the uh, chat to the Twitter post. I like this. Ray Ray Barker says that the twist is that it's 20k event tickets. Oof. <laughs> that would be a massive plot twist. Um, I don't know what just happened. Did Justin drop off the call? Yeah. I think Justin dropped off the call. Mm -hmm. Because you're massive on my screen now. Can we not be massive on my screen? I can't see the screen. Should I go look and see how big it is? No, no. You, you actually, when you slid down, you uh, you showed up kind of perfectly where you were supposed to be. It was wonderful. The fuck was that? I don't know. You dropped, but it was a little bit comical for a bit. I got booted off of uh, everything else is still working. I just got kicked off Discord. Uh, Aeolus was enjoying being the center of attention. I know how much she enjoys it. She only ever wants the spotlight all on her. 
when I said, I hey, just... you want to come on our podcast? She said, only if I can be the only person on it. It's all about me, me, I me. Did. I didn't even want you guys there. That's right. That makes sense. Well, what I was saying in regards to the 20,000 uh, 20, event tickets is do you remember when we were in Boston and not in Boston? Yeah, in Boston. And they had those computers set up with the full accounts. And I don't remember if it was Ian or Griffin. One of them hit the soul trap button on those accounts. Right? Because it had like like a million soul shards or whatever available if you trapped the entire thing because it had 20 copies of every premium card. And the game refused to let it happen. <laughs> because there's a cap, actually, on how many soul shards you can accumulate. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty funny. Is it? Yeah, it's hard, hard programmed, wired, whatever, into the thing. I don't know why. So, Ian Bits mentioned Blonde Justin is back, and I would feel remiss if I didn't tell this story. Um, okay. There was like a dressing room, changing room thing uh, in the studio. And they have uh, all these pictures up of, you know, people that you would recognize who have broadcast before for them. So there's pictures of like Trump and Raynaud and you know, lots of like well-known esports broadcasters who have uh, helped out with various things all on the wall. And uh, Justin made it onto the wall. And it was a picture of him with the blonde wig as a Nord. It was pretty exciting. You know, every week we were talking about how... Like, I would say to Charmer, like, look at these people. Like, I cannot believe we're in this fucking studio doing this. Like, the same thing that these people did. Actually, there was another experience we had like that when we ran into Brian Kibler. <laughs> yeah, that was another... I remember... Uh, I can't remember if that was the first week or the second week, but I get this text as I'm coming down to the lobby so we can catch an Uber to the studio. And Justin just goes, hey, Brian Kibler's in the lobby. And I was like... And? and he's like, I just really was excited and wanted to tell somebody. And then when I finally got down to him, I was like, you know, he's here to do the exact same thing you're doing, right? Like, has that sunk in for you? It was pretty, it was pretty eye opening. You know, it was a humbling experience, this whole thing. Someone Google it quickly for me, Chan. Is Orc going to show up? Uh, stay tuned. How tall is he? Um, about as tall as I am. Five Yeah, we got some pretty cool stuff planned for this. Justin has some pretty cool stuff planned. I have nothing. That's not true. I and I, I want to give you a shout out to man because like I I understand that like some of my moments are a little flashier, but like if it wasn't for like what you did day in and day out during those casts, like I would have never have been able to do anything as I did. Like we were 100% a team that whole time. And like you were the perfect person to work with. And it was a, it's a real, it was a real pleasure and a real cool, like, like uh, next leveling of like our friendship that we developed over the couple last couple of years playing this game. And it, it, it was a real honor to do it with you. And I wouldn't have wanted to do it with anybody else. Another one of the uh, charmer fun facts He's obligated to say that by contract. You cannot believe him. It's true. I expect my check later. That was really sweet. We all enjoyed it. I can speak happily on behalf of everyone there. You guys are an amazing team. I managed to like watch it at work and everything. Oh, thank you very much. I uh I, I practiced by 
somebody uh somebody said on Reddit when we were announced as the casters like couldn't they pick somebody who's like a, a couple of people who like are like better at the game? <laughs> and that's why I responded, Oh, it's cool, I've been watching the Loser Legend series on YouTube to figure out how this game works. And I was I was pretty impressed with that. That series of events. Would I refuse a gig that didn't? Just where everyone is angry goes. Reddit. Yeah. Uh, you, can't, you can never make everyone on Reddit happy. You can never make everyone happy. Period. Reddit specifically. <laughs> yeah. That's Justin true. had to tell me what Reddit was like less than a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. Reddit's not I got great. An instruction. All time. Yeah. Listen, I will all day, every day, go to Reddit before I go to the official forums for this game. Let me just throw that out there. Shout out to the Reddit community. You guys are not oh, a dumpster yeah. fire. You're actually no. pretty awesome. The official forums for this game are the absolute worst place I've ever been on the internet, except for that incel website that I was reading. Well, now I need to go. To the incel website? No, you really don't. No. <laughs> no. Stick to no. your flat earth area. Yeah, this is how you're going to get banned from entering our country, because there's no way the FBI is not tracking that website. <laughs> well, see, I'm talking about the Bethesda forums. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Uh, check it out. I mean, it's funny. But the Bethesda forums are just complete and utter shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reddit's not bad. No, I actually think that our Reddit, like, I mean, I've, I I first got onto our Reddit a couple years ago, and then, like, I've branched out to other parts of Reddit. And, like, the Elder Scrolls Legends Reddit is, like, much better than, like, most other parts of Reddit. Yeah, I've, I've been a part of uh, some other Reddits. Like, you know, Hearthstone's Reddit is pretty up or down. Uh, League of Legends Reddit is uh, almost worse than solo queuing in that game. Uh, the Culling was a game I played a ton when it first launched. Uh, community was relatively okay at the start, but about six months into that game started to really go downhill, and then it got even worse when it was released to consoles. I don't know if that has any influence or not, but... Um. Yeah, our, our Reddit is actually pretty solid. Yeah, far better than a lot of the other ones I've belonged to. Yeah. <laughs> Plot twist: Justin is actually every account on the forums. I am several. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> Who is the coolest Argonian? Um. Since Red Brahmin's not an Argonian. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I know what her name is, but it's definitely the lusty Argonian maid. Yeah, that's that's fair. There's uh, not a more I iconic Argonian in my mind. That's a good answer. Who's your oh, favorite man. character from any Elder Scrolls game and or uh, uh, experience, Aeolus? I'm putting you on the spot. Favorite character? Yeah, from any any game, any uh, Elder Scrolls universe lore. Could even be not somebody you've met, but maybe they're in the books. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, because there are some people I, like I'm Rod Brahman. Names. Um, the only so like to put it in perspective with my lore knowledge, like I've only played Legend and Skyrim. And so any of the characters that, that come through in Legends, I, I don't know their history at all. I don't know them. I have a, um, a mod in my chat called History Buff. I don't know if you guys ever seen him around. He's been in this chat just before. I ask him about anything. And well, that's who I'll go to. 
because I just don't know the names of them. That, I don't I even mean, remember the names of the people I ran into in Skyrim, and I have hours in that game. Well, describe them. Who's who's the character that's most memorable? Like, what was the interaction you had? Lydia? She's in it, right? <clears throat> the lady? And yeah. the reason being, the reason why she's most memorable for me is because I don't think I have, in any of the characters that I've started, where she's been my little helpery slave lady, um, I don't think I've ever kept her alive. I think she's died in every single one. Wow, you managed to yeah. kill Lydia? My experience yeah. with Lydia every time is that I can't kill her and she won't get out of my doorway. Oh, well, the worst thing about it is I load her up. Like, she's pack horse, and I load her up. She carries yeah. everything that I want, and then she dies, and we're in the middle of fucking no excuse me, nowhere. <laughs> and I have to you watch your I fucking language. I've killed Lydia numerous times by mistake. I can't keep her alive, and then I lose all my stuff. I gotta go with, uh, I gotta go with Mike. Yep. <laughs> Justin and I are one in the same minds. Mike the liar. Mike the liar. That needs to be a card. It needs to be oh. more than one card. I stand by, I want, I want a set, like the Madhouse Collection or Forgotten Hero, but yep. it's, it's a unique legend of Mike the liar uh, yep. either one for every attribute or one for every class, whatever the case may be. I want multiple Maiks that all do different things, but are still unique legendaries. Because yep. there are multiple Maiks in the lore. Yeah. Maik is great. This one is unsure of your <laughs> truest intentions. You like the little boy that summons the Dark Brother? Doesn't that kid, like, kill his whole family or hire you to kill his family? That's fucked up, dude. Hey, Justin, do we think we will find out who killed... Do we think... Do you think we will find out you killed Manticore at QuakeCon? I mean... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Nikki Ox killed Manticore Jones, and I am Nikki Ox, so I, I guess... <laughs> I guess that, that's out there. Do we want to... Do we want to do some interactivity? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing it, but we can do the official, like, send us your questions call out. Yeah. And don't forget to enter into the, the raffle thing, too. We're giving away 60 packs of Houses of Morrowind. That's, that is correct. You have to type exclamation point masters into the chat, and that uh, enters you into the raffle, and we'll pick a winner later. Uh, you only have to type it once. Typing it more than once does not increase your odds of winning. Right. So, yeah, one, what we like to do with this part of the show is uh, take questions from the audience. They can be about absolutely anything, legends, whatever the, whatever else you're interested in. Uh, questions for any of the three of us. Shoot them on out there. First one, what is Sophie's favorite card and why is it Bushwhack? This Bushwhack is um, taking on a bit of a life of its own. Would you say it's Bushwhacked your stream? <laughs> no. And that, that was actually quite poor from you. Do better next time. <laughs> have, you, have you ever interacted with me at all? That is as good as it gets. How dare you? <laughs> No, bushwhack is something that I shouldn't have. 
I played it like okay when the expansion first came out I had it in like I added it to a warrior list and I loved it and I, I played really well with it and I really enjoyed it and I advocated for it far too much to the point now where I've gone too far I haven't played that in a list for months and it's still the card that I'm that I am known for it won me a game on the Wednesday night stream wasn't even in the list. I got it from Pawnbroker. Alright, so... I mean, like, it's it's not a bad card. I love it. I think that if uh, an Unstoppable Rage ever got good again, it'd be pretty reasonable in that sort of thing. Next question that we got are... Uh, kind of... There is a couple of them, but it's the same thing, right? We got, uh, like, predictions for finals, uh, favorites for QuakeCon, etc., et you know, finals predictions, that sort of thing. Uh, the two players that I think performed... Okay, I think three players, like, really played their asses off in the qualifiers that, that, I, that caught my mind that are, are going to be people I'm paying the most attention to. And those people are Dust, Endozoa, and Please Don't Hack Me. That said, I think they're all great players. Those are just the people who I have my eye on because of the way they performed during uh, qualifiers. All right. What about you, Sophie? Who who I want to win? Who I think will? Who you think will? Like we're talking predictions. I'm I'm Team Joe. I've been Team Joe for a long time. I think he's like hands down one of the best players in the game. And I expect him to do incredibly well. Past that point, I find it difficult to, to judge. Because I don't know. And it could be anyone's game, honestly. I've got no idea who's gonna win, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Joe will. From that point onwards anyway. What about you, Derek? Um That's kind of a tough call. There are there are there are so many good players. Like if I if I had to just go from like a consistency standpoint, I think I think Endozoa had one of the better like single day performances I've ever seen. Um Karakonzul had a really good performance. Um Dust was pretty consistent as well. I, I think... I, I don't know. Like If it was me, I, I could see it being uh, Link as well. I, I'm trying to think of the people who like definitely like they take their time. They're measured. Man, I don't know. That's a tough call. I would feel better like if I knew what the bracket looked like. I think I would yeah. feel... I think I would feel better. Like It's hard to pick like, hey, just like who do you think the best two are? Um, because there's some other things that I think go into it. I think just from, from performances that we saw in the masters, if I was going to say like, who are the two people I would see in the finals solely based on like what we saw out of the tournaments, I would probably say, uh, Karakonzul and Endozoa, um, their single day performances, the Karakonzul with like multiple sweeps. Uh, Endozoa, who minus like, I think one mistake all day played flawlessly. I think, yeah, 
just based on what we've seen. Not to say that there's not a, a million people, <laughs> any of the people who qualified could win, and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, um, I agree. But if we were going just solely on like what we saw. I agree. So those who qualified on points show a lot of consistency, right? That means oh, that maybe definitely. it wasn't their day on a few matchups, but they definitely. consistently got enough points to be able to qualify. So. I agree. I think TDC Jason's a guy to watch out for for that exact reason. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is also one of those things that's kind of hard to judge, though, because if you qualified the first week, then you don't get to showcase yourself in the points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So while I'm not uh, disputing that. All right. So I'm trying to get caught back up on the questions. I've been doing uh, the old copy pasta here as we go so that I can uh, make sure that we try to catch them all. Uh, the next one was, what's your favorite tricolor combination that does not exist yet red purple green is going to do some disgusting things that's my answer sophie usa 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 yeah that's what i would say as well um, I think, I think red, I'm with Justin, I think red, purple, green, like I, I want to play rage and scout just because I think it's fun. Um, but I think, I think American control, uh, has a lot of potential. Volendrong and support mage. <laughs> Someone got me with Volendrong the other day. I'd, I'd like never seen the support before. And yeah. all of a sudden they killed me with 16, 13 cloud reset. Like it just seemed to come from nowhere. <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> I wasn't happy about it especially because I was playing support mage and I'm terrible at control oh hold on I see a question here I have to answer real quick Dust asks <laughs> how excited would you be to see the shirt make a comeback at QuakeCon my brother <laughs> if, you if you play in the shirt I don't, I don't know, man. Whatever you want, just ask. It's yours. It's just, it's yours. All right. I, I will delete honored. that. That one was on my list. I wasn't going to make sure. I would be honored to see that, Dust. You know, on a personal note, like, I'm really excited to hang out with Dust and Santos Vela again. Like, these are guys we had a great time with down at Bethesda HQ, and I think we made pretty cool, cool, cool relationship there, and I'm looking forward to hanging out with both of them again. Yeah, it makes me very, very sad that we're not going to see Ian Bits again, uh, Matt again. Like, the yeah. crew... The crew that went with us when we visited Bethesda were yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. absolutely awesome. Uh, even people, like, I'd never met uh, Santos Vela before. I'd only interacted with him uh, yeah. a small handful of times. Fantastic dude. Uh, uh, Ian is uh, as cool as he is online, guys. He is way cooler in person. Uh, I agree. Dust is a joy. Yeah. Yeah, Dust and I watched Silence of the Lambs together. <laughs> Matt is angelic. Matt is a great guy as well. It was a real cool experience. photo of everyone having pizza in the room. <laughs> it, just, it just looks like such a cool crew of people. It was a lot of fun. That was uh, that was Charmer trying to hit legend in the last day of the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I did it undefeated, and I did it with mid-sorcerer. Even back then, I was saying to Justin the other day, Sor Sorcerer is my deck that never lets me down. If I ever just need to do something, like, it just yeah. works. I can, I can relate to that. I, I have a couple decks that, like, you know, they're not tier one, but they're 
tier one adjacent, like in the hands of somebody who's like played too much of them. Like for me, it's support mage and like market archer are just decks that like are, are strong decks that I really like to play. And if I'm feeling down and I want to just win some games, I'll load those up and they, they never let me down. So next up, because I've been trying to catch them as we go, uh, and I thought this was a great question. Somebody asks, uh, Mud Crab Merchant was the surprise star of the qualifiers. Do you anticipate a new surprise star this week? That's tough. That's tough. Mud Crab Merchant, by the way, is a card I expect we'll see a lot less of. Although I think we'll still see some of it. Yeah, I think we'll see a couple, but not nearly the same amount. Right. It's just, it's no longer the steel scimitar carrying warrior that it used to be. <laughs> yeah, it used to be an absolute unit. It did. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question, though. What card? I mean, I think we're going to see more Ash Berserkers. We saw a lot of them, but I think we'll see more. Um, surprise card. That's a really tough question. What do you what do you think about Shrine of Numera? See, here's the thing. I don't think that that counts as a surprise. Similarly, yeah. like my gut wants to say plunder because I know dust is going, but I also know it's yeah. not a surprise because I know dust is going. Right? It'd be like me you... saying bushwhack if Sophie were going. Yeah. We only saw a couple. I mean, in fact, the only shrines we saw, I think, were in Doomcrag, right? I don't know. I think that card's uh, underplayed. I'll just put it like that. I think we forgot how great that card is. It's really good. What about you, Sophie? What do you think is going to show up? What's the new hotness? Um, I have no idea if there's going to be anything new, because I don't think that lately there's been any cards on, on ladder that I've run into more often than previously. Like... I kind of expected to see Mudcrab because we, I was running into it a lot already. Like it was in lists that were already out there. So I know that it was like the big surprise and, and it, it won games for people because of what it drew. But I don't know. I've been playing Soul Rest. So I'm going to say people are like, she's a genius. We're taking Soul Rest because she's trying to make it like decent again. That used to be one of my most hated cards. It's just a, it's just a terrible Nexel. Well, it. but it used to be. It used to be something else entirely. Yeah, it's been balance changed so many times. Um. Alright, so uh, somebody has a question about leaderboards for Arena. Do you know if there ever will be any? And would you like it if they implemented that, perhaps added extra rewards or cards to Arena only so more people play it uh, that have all the cards and the like? I feel like the leaderboard is inevitable. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, like a leaderboard for Arena. So, um, no, no, I'm sorry. I missed what Justin said. That's my fault. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I said I think that the leaderboard is ine inevitable. Yeah, I think it's needed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we'd I'm, all like to see it. I'm going to do the exact same thing with the Arena leaderboard, actually, that I did with the ladder the first season we had a ladder. I'm going to hit top 10, and then I'm going to retire. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got another one. Uh, do you think we'll get an announcement about the new client at 
QuakeCon. Uh, specifically, release date is the question. I, are you, I don't know if you guys are allowed to say that. Should I take that? Why don't you take that question? <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they might give us more snippets, but I don't think they'll give us a date. I don't necessarily think they should either. But I saw Justin look at his feet as soon as I... And I know he's trying so hard not to say anything that he's... <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, they they won't. They might give us more snippets. Maybe they'll do a little reel showing us some more images from the new client, and we'll get excited. But I don't think they'll give us a date. And I'm hoping they'll prove me wrong. So, Good answer. Um, even though I'm jumping ahead because somebody just typed it. Do we also want to cover, Justin, the, can we have any speculation on what the next expansion or story content will be? Do you want me to share that now? Do you want me to put it up? Yeah, why don't you uh, show the preview graphic? All right, here we go. This <laughs> this is your sneak peek. Take it in. Spoilers here, everybody. <laughs> Here's your spoiler. Oh, shit, there it is. It's been it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've been able to show this. I can't believe you just showed all that. I know, but there we go. Oh my god! Wow. Oh, you're gonna get the shit suit out of you now. Yeah. How much? How much? Like, are you up for? I guess if they see that you've done it. Uh, I fun fun story about the NDA. I didn't read it, but Charmer did, so he can answer the question. No, this is, I think we've told this before, but this is a 100% true story. They send us NDAs. I don't even remember how long ago it was. It was a long time ago. And I knew that they were sending us the paperwork to sign. So I said to Justin, specifically, Justin, I want you to hear my words. When you get this, make sure you read it. You need to know what the consequences are. You need to know what it covers. You need to know what procedure is because they might tell us something. And if it's ambiguous about whether it's under NDA or not, you need to be aware. It might have weird things like, hey, also by signing this, like you uh, have to give us your firstborn child. Like you don't know, right? So just, just read it. <laughs> I see an email notification come up while I'm at work and it's like the, the document that we have to sign, right? <laughs> In like 15 seconds after the email comes in, I get I get a message from Justin that says, dude, will you sign this? I want them to spoil us. There's no way you could have read that in that amount of time. Absolutely none whatsoever. Absolutely none. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> this is the only reason I got to cast the Master Series is because they know that I'm his babysitter. I'm really just his handler. I am I am the Mary Poppins of Justin's life in the oh. Legends community. <laughs> oh my god, I have to tell the story from, from the Masters series. So, they fly us to LAX, but the casting is all done in our hotels in Burbank, which is like a 45-minute drive away. <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the first week, they pay for Ubers, and then the, the next three weeks, they're like, hey, just download the Uber app, get yourself an Uber, <laughs> and uh, we'll reimburse you. Right. So the second week, I'm standing at this on the side of the road outside the airport, and I'm like, "Oh man!" I, and I'm looking at my phone, like trying to figure out this Uber app. And this dude just drives up. He's like, "You looking for a ride?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man. I, I need to get to Burbank." <laughs> so I got in the car with him, and I went to Burbank. Right? And at the end of the ride, he's like using some like mileage thing. He's like, "It's gonna be like whatever dollars." And I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> and I paid him, and I, I went about my business. And uh, he emailed me a receipt, and I was like, oh, cool, it's like an Uber, right? That's got to be cool. 
And uh, so I sent off my receipt to uh, to the person taking care of the money for this thing. <laughs> and uh, she calls me. She actually calls me to their accounts person or whatever. She's like, did you just, like, hitch a ride to Burbank from LAX? I was like, well, I mean, like, he seemed reasonable, you know, like, he, <laughs> like charged me some money. And I was like, can you, can you email me your receipt? He's like, yeah, sure, man. And he was cool. Let me vape in his car or whatever. And she's like, you really can't do that. I'm, just, I'm worried about your safety. And I was like, um, okay, like, I'll, I'll try to take an actual Uber. And so for the last two weeks, uh, Charmer just waited after he landed, and I got in his Uber. <laughs> yeah. Be- what was the receipt if it was a random person? It was, it was literally from ZodiacKiller at gmail.com. Like, <laughs> it was just like, it was just like, it was just text. It was just like $87 or whatever it cost. <laughs> Like, did he just type in an email? I, I took you for a ride and I charged you this much money, and that's a receipt. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I told him, I was like, hey, man, I got to have a receipt sent somebody. He's like, oh, no problem. What's your email address? And I gave it to him. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was awesome. So, next question. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Sophie for this. If you could be any animal, what would it be? If I could be yeah, a cat, easy. The easiest thing, all they do is sleep. Khajiit. Yeah. Justin. If I could be any animal, I would be an otter, because they're like like river cats. You know, they look happy and they they break cute things on their tummies. Like I'm down with otters. They have um they have pet rocks. Otters have their own pet rocks. Ooh, pet rocks are great too. Oh my god, that reminds me of the story my mom told me. She, when I was growing up, she, like, we were oh no, the audio's freaking out. Oh no! What's happening? Discord is uh, freaking out. It's coming back. Okay. Slowly. There we go. Discord's crashing. We got it. I got a funny story. Am I still, am I live? No, you're not live. You said something about, I have this funny story about a pet rock and Discord literally said, no, you don't. Okay. So um, we were like dirt fucking poor, but like my mom was, would always tell me these stories. I'm looking at Sandra because she knows this story. (laughs) My mom would tell me the story to remind me that she was even poorer. And she would tell me about how in the seventies, every, all the kids had pet rocks and like she... (laughs) She really wanted a pet rock. And so one day she like glued googly eyes onto a rock to make her own pet rock and then brought it to school and be like, hey, look, I got a pet rock too. <laughs> My mom would tell me this story. I mean, she must have told me it 10 times when I was growing up just to point out that I, things weren't that bad. <laughs> and then you got to be a teen and you reminded her that your pet rock was crack. That's how poor you were. I mean, that's true. It was, I was the same age where she was making fake pet rocks. I was smoking crack, yeah. <laughs> oh, how times change. Yeah. Well, look, man, poverty does weird things to people. <laughs> My, If I could be any animal, I would be a trash panda. They're fat, they're mischievous, and uh, they can't ever get caught for their deeds because they're always wearing a mask. This is like exactly why you like hanging out with me. <laughs> Pretty much. Those are, in fact, donuts on on Sophie's uh, leg, I think. I don't know. 
I'm not good at anatomy. Sorry, I just this chair's really uncomfortable, so I was trying to find the new position. I wasn't aware my donuts were showing. Well, you that's in the Charmers channel. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I just broke uh, Twitch Terms of Service because you're over there showing your holes on stream. Thanks. Uh, would you and Justin prefer a more predictable meta or a far more diverse meta? And to that I say, uh, Justin and I don't matter. What would you prefer, Sophie? <laughs> diverse. Yeah. It's so much fun when you've got no idea what you're up against. I totally agree. Like, I like, and that sounds really silly from coming from a net decker like me who tries to play just all the meta stuff, but I get bored when I play against, like, the same stuff over and over again. I'll grind the same deck out for, like, days, but I prefer it to be against a whole bunch of people that are doing way more interesting and exciting things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, 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 I think I'm there. Yeah. Diverse. Yeah. I mean, predictable metas are great, and they, they certainly like help out the tournament scene, but uh, I, I like it when players can express themselves, is I guess the way that I'll say it, right? Everybody has kind of their own playstyle, what they like to do. Uh, Elder Scrolls as a franchise has just traditionally been about playing the game the way that you want. You customize your character, you can go off on whatever side quests you want. So I think that the card game should reflect that, you know? I agree. Zombie Hunter 9 by 19 is throwing some shade here. Says, You'd think, Justin, that as someone who has done time, you would have stranger danger sense. Look, that's exactly why I got in the car with the dude, because he seemed like he was alright. <laughs> I made it th I made it to the hotel. Fun question. Which legends card would all of you be? Arcanium Librarian. Your rules, huh? I'm an orc who thinks he's smart. <laughs> Sophie, yeah, of course. Cool law keeper, because she's cool. Ooh. I mean, if everybody knows exactly what I'm going to say. I'm a Nord Firebrand. Of course. I'm small, I'm shirtless, I'm angry. I do one thing, and not even that well, but in the greater scheme, I enable so much, right? Like, I like to think that that's a thing. I do also want to quickly call out, I, I didn't get a chance to earlier because everything was going wild. Um, there has been uh, a lot of follows. Uh, during the podcast, we have the notifications turned off. Um, but everybody who's following, we do see it. We appreciate it. Uh, Rambi, subscribed to Twitch Prime. Sincerely appreciate it. I do see those things. I do want to acknowledge it. It's just during the podcast for the uh, sake of the audio and kind of preserving that uh, for the future listeners. I have the notifications turned off. Is that the only subscription you got during the show? Um, during this show, yeah. It means you have not... Uh... No, dude, I did. I subscribed like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> It did not come through on my notification board. Weird. Well, you have to wait another 30 days then, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you, Justin. No problem. I appreciate I, it. I Nobody got my Twitch Prime sub last month because we didn't do the podcast, and this is the only time I'm on Twitch. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Uh, somebody wants to know thoughts on uh, a silence scout and uh, potentially a tempo mage being at the master series. Silent Scout, probably not. Tempo Mage could definitely make an appearance. Oh, you know what? That reminds me of the card that I think that is going to dramatically increase in its play since the last time. Um, Praetorian Commander. There you go. It's on no play. I expect it'll see more than that. What about you, Sophie? Scout might be like a more aggressive scout. Immortal August has been running an aggro scout that has siege catapults in it. I don't think it is entirely outside of the realms of possibility that like a silent scout would show up. Yeah, I I don't know if it'll be scout, but I know that at the end of last month I ran into three different players running uh, what I would call silence warrior. With uh, Siege Catapults and typical aggressive lists, and then the new card that silences a creature and then gives it plus two, plus zero. Um, yeah, so I would not be shocked if I saw it. I, like, I don't expect to see it, I guess I'll put it that way, but if I did see it, I would, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, it's Dwemers, but I would, you know. Two cost five fives are good. Our next question was specifically targeted at Justin. It said, Justin's thoughts on the state of Dwemers. Pretty good. I mean, relatively speaking, better than ever. Uh, that's a deck that doesn't want a level three drain vitality hitting both their lands. Um... Also, this I've seen some experimentation done recently where you're you're running the bare minimum number of cards to trigger Steam Conductor, Constructor, and uh, what's the one that gives plus three plus three? Uh, I should know this because I was just playing Dwem Totem at lunch. Yeah, um, the, two the, the two of those are incredibly powerful cards, and if you run like a a very very small number of, of just enough to trigger them both uh, of neutral cards. I think you have like pretty successful, powerful stuff that's not being played. Yeah, Dynamo. Yeah, Dwarven, Dwarven Dynamo. Dynamo. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go full Dwemer or even mono neutral, I know that Charmer's got a great list. Um, mono neutral is not terrible. Like I think that like it, you could make an argument that mono neutral is like tier five. You know, like playable on the ladder. Like is gonna win games. Yeah, I don't want to give away his magic, but I know that CVH has been playing a primarily neutral deck. I mean, it's got some colored cards in it, but... He gave me permission to film with that, so I'm going to be doing that tomorrow. So stay tuned. Uh, next question. Do you think there will ever be something like competitive limited? So think like either arenas or some other limited format competitive. No. I do not. <laughs> what about you, Sophie? I don't really know what that means. I mean, I, this is the only card game that I've played. What would that mean for an arena competitive? What, like, you have a, a tournament that's arena? 
Is that what that means? Uh, yeah. So, like in Magic the Gathering, for example, there are limited formats where there's like uh, booster draft, sealed deck. These are things where like you would be given packs, you open them, and then you have to make uh, a deck out of what you get. Uh, Legends, it would either be competitive arena or maybe they do some sort of like pre-packaging uh, stuff and then you have to build a deck out of what you get. Why not? That sounds fun. Do you mean also well, the question is whether or not there'd be like a competitive side of it? Um, right. That sounds like a fun concept though. I think that draft works as a format for competitive magic because to some extent, although not obviously you know, you could open a huge bomb that nobody else opens, but to some extent, like it balances itself out. Uh, the, the same, there's like no, there's nothing to stop you from being offered three Vivex, <laughs> right? Whereas yeah. that is, you know, virtually impossible in uh, Magic. Yeah, I mean, it would be like if you were going to make it competitive, I think you'd uh, not have not have uh, rarity disparity, right? So the, yeah. the sealed formats in Magic, for example, uh, Sophie, since you're not familiar, um, you always have the same chances, at, uh, same number of rares, like same number of uh, commons and uncommons for the most part. Uh, now in the draft format, whether or not you take the rare you open is a completely different story, but at least you're presented with the opportunity. Whereas in our arenas, you know, everybody who's played any amount of arena knows you can have somebody draft three legends and you can have somebody draft like two epics. So, right, but that's now. Right. And, so, and the new clients are supposed to have what, like in, in game, well, in client tournaments and stuff. So, they could change and have like little events. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it. Uh, limited format in Magic is my favorite way to play the game that isn't Commander. So. Same here. It's just the only reason I still have MTGO. In fact, shout out to people going to QuakeCon. I'm bringing a magic cube. It is sitting in front of me to QuakeCon. So if you want to draft that, let me know. Uh, another question we had was, have you guys ever thought about doing a co-op stream playing Legends or some other game? Co-op stream. So, like, the, the quick answer would be yes. Uh, I've promised Sophie that I'll be on her stream at some point, like, co-oping together. We just, yeah, we just got to find a time where I'm not traveling. Yes, please. But, yeah, so we're going to do that. Justin and I have talked about playing games on stream in the past. Uh, usually we're talking about Legends, though. Yeah. These will be things that, like, I'm interested in doing in the future once I get settled into my house. I mean, I've done co-op streams, not that, like, it appeals to most people, but, like, I've streamed Fortnite when I was playing with Dust and Ian and Griffin before, and we were doing, like, squads. So, I'm always open to it. Look, I, I'll i play just about anything. Just about. There are some games that I, I'm not super into, but... Weird, it's not letting not let me do my copy-paste thing now. Um... But yeah, we're open. I'm open to I it. Them. I love co-op streams. They're so much fun. P 
these people say no though. Alright, doesn't really let me copy that one, so I'll just have to remember that question. Um If you could turn any card into an avatar, what card would you set as your own in-game avatar? Lich's Ascension. <laughs> be a cool-looking avatar. What about you, Sophie? I'm trying to think of someone who's like... I don't know, maybe like Kaios or something? He's real sick. Something that makes me look like real muscly and strong and intimidating. I've just got the Lady Orc, because the other Lady Orc sounds too much like my neighbor. <laughs> so I just went for the other one. You're not doing a lot to uh, dissuade Charmer from thinking you live in Middle-earth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's uncanny. They sound exactly the same when she's yelling at her kid to get inside. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly I'm setting mine to be Nord Firebrand, but... On days I want to be spicy and change it up, it's Worm King's agent. I'd probably rotate between the two. Uh, people are mentioning Yagram. That's a way better answer. <coughs> that's that, a really good one. That's a, that's a solid one. That's a solid one indeed. Uh, do you think we'll see multiple formats soon, like MTG's Standard and Modern? And I guess that ties into another question somebody else had asked, which was uh, questions about expansion rotation. Because in my opinion, they're tied to each other. Yeah, it's inevitable too. What about you, Sophie? I don't know what those formats are. I mean, you don't have to know what the formats mean. Just think of it as, uh, do you think that we'll ever have multiple constructed formats in Legends? So, like, I that, even... I think that possible with this new, this new developer and new client coming forward, and they already want to change everything. Well, not change everything, but they're going to, you know, the tournament scene and everything is going to change. So if they're going to bring in other, other formats, it's going to happen, like, within the next couple of years, and that's really exciting. game's just almost like at the beginning of a new era. Yeah, I mean, I think it's inevitable. Uh, at some point, we're, we're not quite there yet, but at some point we're going to hit a critical mass where we have to start considering rotating some cards out. <clears throat> so when that happens, there's going to be I mean, people I mean, that want to play with everything. It's like, it's trying, okay, this is a silly question because all the other games... But relative to its age, does Legends have, like, a, a, a big card pool? Or is it... Uh, relative to its age, it has a pretty small card pool. Yeah. It doesn't... But we're still, like... How are we going to restrict stuff? Uh, well, eventually, like I said, we'll hit a critical mass where, like, sets will probably rotate out. I think that a lot of it's going to depend on Sparky Pants, right? So... One of the things they've said publicly in a lot of their different releases is that the pros of rebuilding this client from the ground up is that they want to be able to iterate faster, right? That, that's direct from Sparky Pants and the announcement. You know, reading between the lines, that sounds like, you know, potentially, I don't know if it's going to be faster content releases, um, but at least getting things on a schedule, right? And then once that happens, once we get... Uh, 
into a, a regular cadence, uh, inevitably we will hit a point, right? Whether it's, um, you know, a year from now, three years from now, whatever the case may be, we will hit a point where there will just be too many cards in the pool to effectively balance things, keep the quality and keep the, the game where it is. And the other important thing about rotations, in my opinion, and why they are also potentially good is that it makes it so that the new player experience is better because they have to deal, if they want to play in a certain uh, smaller format, right? They have a smaller card pool that they can focus on. Like if you come into a game and it's five years old and you have to consider crafting stuff from every set ever and acquiring cards from every set ever and all of the story expansions um, and and they never rotate out, then that's going to feel incredibly overwhelming as a new player. So I think that rotations are inevitable. I think that when they happen, we'll have different formats. Um, how soon that is, no idea, but... I think I think it's gonna happen eventually, or not. Meteors are a thing. Like we could all die tomorrow. So uh, sun supernovas, um, you know, North Korea launches nukes, we launch nukes, and then other people retaliate. Whatever the case may be, like maybe not. Maybe we never rotate because we're all dead. We have that. I love how that's the only two paths that you're describing. It's either we rotate or we all die. <laughs> that's it. There's no. There's no in between. I see. I see. You're getting to know him quite well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Charmer, Justin, did you have moments when you wanted to quit Legends and think now that it was worth it to stay and create content for this game? Yeah, I had moments when I wanted to quit. Um. The worst part for me was the fall of 2017 during a long stretch between Skyrim and Clockwork City. I just started getting bored. It became harder and harder to come up with new ridiculous things to do on the ladder um, without new content. And I was just burning out because my, as, as I was stretching for more and more things that I hadn't done before, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel of like what was possible in this game and... Uh, my win rate was non-existent with those kinds of things, and so I was struggling to make interesting, compelling content with <clears throat> the sort of off-meta stuff that like uh, I like to play. And um, I was thinking about quitting. There was a couple months in the fall of 2017 where I only released like four or five videos. I I feel like that was around the same time that I had one of my like three blow-ups that I've ever had when I was live. I've had a couple. They're pretty rare, but I'm not going to pretend like I've never had a meltdown on stream. Uh, for me, the answer is I literally quit streaming and playing Legends every day. I literally do. Like, I know that sounds entirely like hyperbole, but I'm not one who's prone to it. There is at least one point in every day where I say, you know what? I don't know why I do it. It takes up so much time. Uh, I'm unliked, right? Like it, it's it's a equal parts like I stress myself out because of the number of things I do in a day. I suffer from pretty bad imposter syndrome. Like there's a number of things that factor into it, just mental health in general. But I I quit every day, and then somebody like says, "Hey man, what are you doing?" Justin sends me a message. CVH says hello. Sophie says, 
Um, you know, I'm going to miss my train. And uh, then I remember why I love the game and the community, and then I come back. But I, I literally, I quit every day. <laughs> um, but there's never been like a time where I thought I was going to jump to other games. Like I, I'm fully up front. I play just about every card game that comes out to some extent. I played a lot of Gwent. Uh, I played Hand of the Gods when it came out. I always give things a go. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing Artifact. So like, don't be surprised if I, if I play that. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm leaving Legends. Like barring Legends doing something incredibly drastic and or just shutting the entire game down, I can't imagine myself actually leaving despite mentally quitting daily. Um, but I do, I do enjoy other games and I will play them. If Legends ends for some reason, I'm going to stop making content. I'm not professional gamer, content creator. This is just a hobby that took several unexpected turns. And, uh, I'm very grateful for all the opportunities it's presented me, but I'm, I just do this because I love the people who are involved in this game. Uh, and the people I've gotten to know playing it. What What about you, Sophie? I know that it was directed at Justin and I, but have you ever considered leaving Legends after you started streaming? Do you imagine yourself leaving it at some point? You're newer, so I'm kind of curious what your experience and, and outlook is like. Not since I started streaming, but before it, I did, and I did leave. Um, so I started playing this game in, I'm going to say September uh, 2017, like just like quite recently. Um, I was in a really bad place in the community that I've been involved with. Like a, I, I worked for an online RPG and so I was searching for an, a new game to play, found this and said to a couple of friends that I wanted to, to try it and could they teach me because I'd never played any card games. Um, when I got involved with it, it was really only those two people that I could ever talk to about the game. And I'm potentially going to hit a sore point here, and I apologize in advance and chat if I do. But I found out about Twitch Drop. And I went on Twitch, and I hadn't really used it before. And I started joining some of the streams to try and get Twitch Drops. And I'd ask questions, and nobody would talk to me. And I didn't even realize that there was a community behind it, because I didn't know that they were rebroadcasts, and I didn't know about that whole thing. So I never knew there was a community behind here where people like hung out and, and chatted and made friends. I joined, like I followed the Facebook page and that's very rarely used. No one really talks on it. Um, not a group. I think there's a group that's a bit better, but it was a, a page. So I quit for like at least a month. I just didn't realize. It wasn't until I decided that I wanted to start to learn how to stream. And I started streaming. That's when I found out there was a community. Since that point, no, I haven't wanted to stop playing. I get angry at it, but I haven't wanted to stop playing. Just because of the people, basically. Well, I think it shows. You're you're incredibly well liked by a lot of people. Yeah, I, I I would second that. I've always enjoyed chatting with you on Discord and stuff, even though I'm like fucking shit at responding. Yeah, I think the people, yeah, I don't respond quickly either, so. I think people enjoy your content quite a bit. Oh, thanks. No, I just, I like the community, and that's why I bring people on to the streams with me, because I, I want to make friends. Like, I'm asking people to come on. Like, with that last one that I had with, um, with Dust, 
I'd never spoken to Dustin person before, but I'd watched his streams. I sent him a message and I said, hey, I'm feeling really low about streaming at the moment. I, and I want to build my confidence back up and I, I want to hang out with you. Will you come to a stream with me? He's like, sure. Like, we've never spoken before that phone call, but he's like, sure, why not? And then I make a new friend and we're fun on stream and I beat him in the challenge. Actually, one of you two, can you enforce his punishment for losing the challenge? Because I'm really concerned that he's not going to, to do it. Yeah, what's up? Uh, he, I, he has to publicly, like I don't care if it's on stage, anywhere, there just needs to be people around. He needs to publicly um, challenge CVH to an arm wrestle. I can film that. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I just I've, think he's gonna back out of it. I recently <laughs> bought a new like video camera for a couple of reasons. Some some are personal projects, but one of the reasons is it's porno. Well, sure. <laughs> exactly where my brain just went. <clears throat> yeah. Listen, all right. Twitch isn't the only place I stream. Listen. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I I got a new camera and. Uh, I got a shotgun mic coming in the mail. Hopefully it'll be here by Tuesday. Assuming it arrives on time, I do plan on bringing it with me to catalog the journey. So if if possible, I will try to make sure at a minimum I get him challenging on that. Yeah. CVH is fucking ripped, Alice. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I did it. <laughs> All right. I've seen his photos that he posts. All right. The other option that I wanted was for, um, um, I was going to get him to wear a t-shirt, but you know, you've already got that part covered. CVH suggested telling him that not to register with Plunder. How cruel is that? That's awful. Yeah, that would just be beyond me. Yeah. So let's uh, let's wrap up these questions and then give a give a, give away a sixty pack bundle. All right. Yeah. We'll uh, we got six more, but some of them are quick. So we will close the uh, questions so that we can get to giving away this bundle. Um, we have what voice line gives you nightmares? Time to fight. <laughs> the self-strider self death whale. Aww. When it yeah. dies specifically. That is a sad one. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's a, a voice line. It's uh, the the yell that Tazcad makes. Yeah, right? Like I don't know if it counts as a I don't know if it counts as a voice line, but I just going going all the way back to like open beta, even to today, there are moments where like you hear Taskhead and you know you've lost the game. Yeah. And like even back in open beta, like Taskhead used to cost eight. Thieves Guild recruit used to re reduce his cost. So like if you high rolled Thieves Guild recruit and you had the ring, you were seeing Tazcads on like turn five back then. Tazcad yeah. gives me nightmares, even still. Um, all right. Somebody wants us on the spot to create a card that is a factotum support that would give them ward. Oh, what would you do? Weird. Oh, I understand what they're saying. So they want you to create a card that like supports the factotum archetype that also gives factotums ward. I, I think that's what they're asking for. I think, I mean, like the obvious spot is four magica just because there is no four magica factotum. But a four magic effect totem, even at one one that said grant ward or something else to your effect totem feels broken. I would make it a seven cost two two for balance reasons. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to cost that without making it too good or unplayable. 
A seven cost two two means that by the time you're playing it on turn seven, it's going to have likely received some buffs by then. So the the hidden value there is timing yeah. of play. It's never going to be a two two, um, but you're still getting a fantastic ward creature that's going to give everything else ward, and it's incredibly strong. Like I think it almost has to purposely kind of suck <laughs> in order for that to be a thing. So I think at seven magic a two two. Maybe you say choose you know like the factotum ability but assemble either drain or ward oh gods that might be too much i'm gonna go with uh it would be it would be dude i'm gonna go with rally or ward rally seems so atrocious on a seven drop <laughs> sure but at least it gives you something else to do when you draw the second one yeah fair enough all right uh which card would you buff and why is it skyforge that was all you. That was that was at charm. Well, everybody says at charmer so that I see it, Sophie. Really, they want you to see it. Nobody's here for me. You're the special guest. The and they ignored it. You are the special guest. You get special treatment and special questions. Why are we buffing Skyforge? We're not buffing Skyforge. We're making Bushwhack neutral. That was my <laughs> argument prior to the buffs. I said that was going to be the one buff. They're going to make Bushwhack neutral so I can play it in every single look. Is is Bushwhack too good at neutral? No. Perfect. Positive I don't know that I want my assassin deck to functionally ignore guards. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that seems too good. Entirely not related to the question, but I want to pitch something just because it's on my brain right this moment, and I have no filter. Um, obviously, we've seen the power of Nyxax and gaining magicka on a body it's been problematic would yeah. you ever would you ever think it'd be okay to see something that's like the legends equivalent of dark ritual so like if you're not familiar dark ritual and magic is a card that costs one uh but gives you three magicka but like right then like it's it's a spell in that game so it'd be the equivalent of like an action here i think that you would have to cost it to a point where it like, you need to make the card a disadvantage, so, like, I mean, like, as close as, like, the, the most balanced one I can come up with off the top of my head is two Magicka for a gain three Magicka this turn. And even that feels, like, what if too it, bad. I was gonna say, what if it's, like, uh, two Magicka and you take five damage but gain three or four Magicka? Taking five damage exactly is, like, an advantage, I think, in this game. <laughs> Every fucking Prophecy Battle Mage deck on the planet would play that card. <laughs> well, okay, fine. But then it's in, you know, not Battle Mage colors. I don't know. I don't. I, every, I mean, everything in this game that generates cost discounts or free Magicka feels like, bad, like a bad idea. All right, fair. Uh, somebody asked, what has been the worst nerf and why is it Manticora? Hmm. I summoned a Manticore today. I Desperate Conjuringed an 8-drop that I had gotten off Desperate Conjuring a 6-drop. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's the worst nerf? Some things that have been nerfed wouldn't be played now if they were reverted back to their old stats. In particular, I'm thinking of... 
um, House Kinsman. I play it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still really good in Goblins. I think that if you wanted to play Aggressive Archer, which, by the way, I think is underplayed right now as well, any deck yeah. that's aggro and can play Gambler and uh, Ash Berserker is underplayed. Wink, wink. Um, but, like, I think it has a home there. It's a it's a good body, and it has reach, and it fits your aggro plan. And aggro mirrors, it can be a source of life gain to tip the scales. I think that Histgrove could cost three right now, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to say that the worst, the worst nerf was... Echo of Akatosh, maybe? No, that card's Bringer just of fun. Nightmares? Bringer of Nightmares, maybe. But Echo of Akatosh is just not fun. Thief of Dreams? Yeah. What about you, Sophie? Have you? How many nerfs have you played through? Not many. I'm sorry, I just totally zoned out of, like, half of that. My husband's reminding me about dinner with my in-laws. Um, the only ones I can remember was... Back when I didn't know there was a community, I remember logging in one day and there was like, it must have been in maybe October or December or so, somewhere around that level. And there was like three cards that came up saying these have changed. And I was like, cool. I didn't, I didn't have any sort of concept of what that meant. Like I didn't know, I didn't run any sort of meta decks at that time. So I wouldn't have even known it was happening. Mm. All right. Last two questions. Uh, first, what is your saltiest moment in the game? Uh, I once lost to Prophecy Battle Mage three times in a row. And so I recorded a video, like a, a six-minute video, where I just said derp, 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 derp. And all that, that derp was the only word I said. And I assembled a Prophecy Battle Mage deck, hopped on a ladder, and beat someone on turn five. And then I released it and uh, quickly learned that people don't want to see me do that. <laughs> and anytime I'm playing anything that's just straight remo like removal, I can't stand it when the first, like, five creatures that I've played just get removed. But you play a card, they remove it. You play a card, they remove it. I have fun when I play it, don't get me wrong. Like, when I'm trying to learn that I enjoy it. But I, I hate it so much. I just want to concede it's not instantly. For the people in chat who want to see that video, uh, I removed it, I put classical music on top of it, and I re-released it. So it's still on my channel. My uh, my saltiest moment would be the first of my three on stream meltdowns, and I was playing like Alter Monk, and I'd ran into the same meta decks like three times in a row, and uh, just kind of snapped and started talking about looking for deals on rope at Home Depot because I was going to hang myself and a few other choice things at the time, so... Yeah, definitely that one. It it was uh, it was a a highly viewed clip of mine for a long time before I got rid of all evidence. Uh, last last question. Sadly, uh, you know, at the end of our our time here, uh, if Bethesda were to put a contract on the table for you to be a permanent caster of the Master Series with a considerable paycheck, would you sign it? Wait, I, I missed the question. One more time? If Bethesda were to put a contract on the table for you to be a permanent caster of the Master Series with a considerable paycheck, would you sign it? Yes. 
Wow, that wasn't the answer I was expecting out of you, Justin. But now that I've actually had a moment to process, I'm not surprised that that was your answer because you're impulsive and sign everything that's put in front of you. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm I'm not a good enough player to compete in them. And sure. I want to be part of this activity, so. I here's the thing. I'll I'll give the boring adult answer, which is um it would have to depend on the terms, you know? Uh I have a family to take care of. I got to make sure bills get paid, blah, blah, blah. So depending on whether or not that it would fit into my schedule and I could make it be feasible, then sure. But, you know, I, I work two jobs that are not streaming, so I got a lot to balance. Dude, I don't know why Discord keeps kicking me off, man. I'll say it for you. Good times. I haven't said that yet. I know. I've been I've been engaged all night. Whatever. I've seen you you yawn like twice already. Can we yeah. not do that? That's like huge. <sighs> it's huge. Oh. Um. All right. So about this giveaway thing. Let's give somebody sixty packs of House of Marwin. I think this is the bundle that actually comes with guaranteed legendaries and a premium legendary too, right? I don't know. I've I've got one to give away before, but I've never I've never opened one of them before. Yeah, every time I've ever received these, I've given them away. All right, good so, times. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> That's true. I've never opened these either. Uh, yeah, let's rock and roll. So let's your last opportunity to enter. Type exclamation point masters if you want to be registered to to win. Good luck, everybody who has entered. Does somebody want to do a drum roll? Does Sophie want to do it on her leg and it'll be a donut roll? All right, we are. What just made that sound. All right, I'm still seeing a ton in chat, so we're going to go uh, 10 more seconds and I'm going to hit close giveaway. This is going to be a hard stop. 10, 9, 8, Seven, six, cinco, cuatro, dry, dos. I started mixing German in there. Last one. Whatever you, whatever the number one is in Hobbiton. And closed. Pahi. All right. The winner is. Solara. X Solara X1. X Solara X1. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. You have won some really cool shit. 60 packs. The bundle. Houses of Morrowind. Say something in chat so that I can uh, click on your name. I will message you a code. It works best if you say something in chat because uh, otherwise... Somebody might try to make a fake account, claim it. You would be surprised what people do. So, if you Dude, say, I made, I made a fake Twitter account yesterday, and within like ten minutes, it got fucking shut down. <laughs> I was pretty bummed. There we go. So there's your code. Congratulations again. This was this was good. This was everything that we wanted because we yeah. had technical difficulties. Yes. 
The only thing we, we needed was more Tide Pods. Yeah. Tide Pods are kind of passe now, though, man. Like, we need something new. You know what? We could bring them back, though. It's true. <laughs> it's true. There hasn't I, been anything, like, super, like, as fun as Tide Pods since. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. Good times. There it is! <laughs> there hey, it is! You're a great guest. You're a great member of the community, and I'm super glad that you were able to... Super grateful that you were able to take some time out of your day to participate in this today. Thank you. As yeah. much as it sounds weird saying it to you guys, it's a massive honor. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. I don't know how that could possibly be fucking true. But. Not even a little <laughs> bit, but we appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> So, Can I just add that tiny disclaimer at the beginning? <laughs> if you're listening to the audio version, you can find her at E-O-L-I-S-T-V on Twitch. So again, that's twitch.tv slash E-O-L-I-S-T-V. She's also on Twitter and a few other websites. Some stock, bro some stock broker thing as well. <laughs> oh, that web's Okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally that one. <laughs> I'm going to go to an all-you-can-eat barbecue place. Sweet. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Do not eat Tide Pods. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Don't eat Tide Pods, but, but also eat Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, legally we're going to say, hey, don't <laughs> actually eat Tide Pods, but... It right. reminds me of like asking CBH, like, and you, like, if uh, I needed to include a disclaimer before the video where I drank one million Scoville hot sauce because it's dangerous. <laughs> Fun fact: I ended up with uh, putting the disclaimer out there. <laughs> Probably just good to hedge your bets. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to say? Do you want to say the outro, Justin? <laughs> See you on the ladder. <laughs>